Hi there, Marshall here, and I'd like to invite you to join my email community where you can find additional tools, guidance, and support in healing your codependency, as well as follow me on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram by looking up Heal Your Codependency with Marshall Bircher or clicking the links in the description. And you can listen to my episodes on Apple, Google, and Spotify podcasts anywhere you listen to your podcasts. And now, on to today's episode. Good morning, my friends. Welcome to this episode of Healing Your Codependency. I'm Marshall Berkshire, and I'm your guide in getting unstuck in your healing and codependency and actually getting results that you want and that matter to you, including friendships, relationships, community, peace, freedom, and rest in your life. So today, we are going to talk about this question I get very frequently in class. I get it via email, and that is, how do I trust myself again, Marshall? How do I believe myself again? Now, that term again indicates that sometimes we have an experience where we did trust ourselves in something, and then maybe that trust was destroyed, destroyed by antagonism, by criticism, by dismissiveness, by being ignored. But it suggests, hey, we've been there. Now, how do we get back to it? Now, for some of us, we've never really trusted ourselves because we grew up in cultures and environments that encouraged us to distrust ourselves, that encouraged us to ignore our own validity, that encouraged us to fight against our own impulses and awareness. So that is also very important to acknowledge in my work because now I got to learn how do I trust myself for the first time? So how do we learn to distrust or doubt ourselves? I want to start there because when we don't understand the origin of self-doubt, it's really hard for us to understand that self-trust is actually our first natural state of being. So self-doubt is a conditioned response. It's something that we are taught to do to ourselves. And we are taught to do that to ourselves by the way other people react to what we share, the way they react to our feelings, to our senses, to our impressions, to our intuitions, to our desires, to our impulses. They are going to act in two ways. They're going to be very overt and aggressive towards them, criticizing them, shaming them, questioning them. Hey, why do you feel that way? You shouldn't feel that way. That's bad. That's wrong. That's evil. That kind of thing. Or they'll be more covert by not directly addressing it, by being dismissive of it, like, well, not everyone feels that way, that kind of thing. Or they'll actually ignore it. They won't even register it. They won't bring it into view. They won't say, oh, this is real. No, they simply act like it didn't exist at all. These kinds of reactions to our needs, to our wants, our feelings, our impressions, our impulses, our boundaries, (laughs) that's... One of those things that would come up with self-trust is, I don't like this. I got to speak up about it. And then we speak up about it and they're like, no, you're wrong. That's selfish. And they're like, oh, I'm selfish. I'm wrong. There's something wrong with this impulse. There's something wrong with me. This is how we learn to distrust ourselves. This is where self-doubt was introduced and developed in our world. Because we were born trusting our own impulses, our own senses, our own innate validity. We were like, oh, I'm hungry, so I'm going to cry. I need connection. I'm going to ask for it in some way. I'm going to cry. I'm going to, hey, do you want to play with me? Or we're going to you know, try to be around the person, want to do things with them, hold their hand, touch them, things like that. These are natural, normal impulses in us that were shamed, that were put down, that were ignored, that were denied, that were dismissed. And we 
took that external behavior, that external feedback and reaction, took it inside and said, oh, something must be wrong with me because it's causing them to behave that way. And that wrong thing seems to be like what I feel or what I want or what I do. So there's something wrong. I can't trust these things. So now we start questioning what we feel, whether or not it's real and valid, whether or not we should be feeling it, whether it should be there or not. And this is where we get into trying to fix ourselves, be perfect, kind of prune off parts of ourselves, hide ourselves, try to be invisible, try to shape ourselves into the expectations of someone else. This is where we really lose ourselves. So how do we get back to trusting ourselves, or how do we actually trust ourselves for the first time? This this starts with a process that's very uncomfortable at first for most people. It certainly was for me. And there's <laughs> the process is actually how we start trusting ourselves by actually trusting ourselves. So there's some prerequisites to this. Number one, in my work, we see ourselves as the ultimate authority over our well-being, over our power, our resources, our worth, what we are, what we do, who we want to be, those kind of things. So we're the ultimate authority over those elements of ourselves. And two, we have innate legitimacy. We don't have to justify our feelings, our needs, our wants, our boundaries, our value, or the direction we choose in our life. Those are all intrinsic things. And this includes our senses, our intuitions, um, our emotions, our, our recall of our lived experiences. All of those are innately legitimate. So with these two components, we're able to build into a practice that allows us to acknowledge what we feel and start caring for it. So most of the time when people start to work on trusting themselves, it feels really, really unsafe to trust themselves. They're like, if I trust myself, people are going to get mad at me. I'm going to lose connection. I don't want to trust myself. It's scary too because it's bad. It's wrong. I could get in trouble. Um, I'm not supposed to trust myself. Um, those things are bad or, or, or shouldn't be there. So this internalized self-doubt shows up with its big fears of being cast out, being exiled, being unwanted, losing connection, as well as those internalized fear, uh, doubts and criticisms about your own awareness. Like, oh, I can't trust that. That's a, been a, that is a bad thing. If I do that, I'm being a bad person or a harmful person. An example of this would be like, would come in with boundaries. It's like, oh, I have a boundary here. I don't like what they're doing. This hurts me. So I, as a child, I spoke up, hey, please don't do that. I don't like the ouch. And they're like, you're really being selfish. You got to, that, that's wrong. Don't do it that way. You know, just get over it. So as an adult, now this boundary shows up again. Like, oh, no, I, I don't, uh, I shouldn't feel that way. They, they get to do whatever they want because I'm selfish if I say no or stop doing that. Here's how we start to reverse this process. Number one, we acknowledge the fear and the pain that come up around our desire to trust ourselves. So in this example of the boundary, I, I'm, I'm working on trusting this boundary that, hey, I can have boundaries. It's okay to have boundaries. So that's what I'm working on trusting. And then this fear comes up, but I'm going to get yelled at again. I'm going to be told I'm selfish. So what I would do there is acknowledge that. Oh, I acknowledge that I have this fear 
of being called selfish, being called bad, being criticized for having a boundary. And then I'm going to do a thing called legitimization. Legitimization means to make it real and valid to us. And in this practice, it would be like, well, yeah, no wonder I have this anxiety about trusting myself to have this boundary and trusting that this boundary is valid and real. I was shamed for it. I was attacked for it. I was put down for it. It's called selfish. People stopped liking me. They started criticizing me. It was really scary. No wonder I feel like this is a bad thing to do. And that shift there from this is a bad thing to do to I feel this is a bad thing to do helps us open up to our emotional experience, get out of the belief stage, like this is a fact stage, to I have have felt it was a bad thing to do because of how I was treated when I had done this in the past. This helps us liberate from the grip of that belief and move into more curiosity, more space, more availability, more capacity to then take the next step. And that is trusting just a bit that it is okay to trust ourselves. Now we'll come in with this, with a what shifts question. What shifts if I trust just a bit that it's okay for me, that it is safe for me, or it's safe enough for me to trust myself in this? Just for a moment. So I'll state that again. What shifts if I trust just for a moment that it is safe enough for me to trust myself in this. That allows us to feel a little bit of trust towards ourselves, kind of begin to sense into it, to begin to know it, get familiar with it, start understanding that territory and what it's like to feel that trust, to navigate it, to be in it, to be it. This helps us acclimate to it, helps us start to understand and navigate it. This is literally how we start to trust ourselves again by little steps in trusting first our fear and its legitimacy and then trusting our new action and that it too is legitimate. These are what shifts questions, these acknowledgements, these, these legitimizations help us gently nurture ourselves into self-trust without exceeding our window of tolerance, without allowing us to deal with the discomfort that comes with it and care for it so it becomes safer to feel that trust, safer to go back towards it, and to become more and more trusting of ourselves and trusting of the thing we're working on. Maybe it's boundaries. Maybe it's intuition. Maybe it's our own feelings, our own worth, those kind of things. This is how we do it. This is how I cultivate this in the codependency healing system. That's how I cultivate it in my own personal life. So we go very gently with this, very kindly with this in our work. So if you want more assistance in breaking through in your codependency, getting unstuck, developing a deeper sense of trust in yourself, understanding the the legitimacy and validity and the importance of your own impulses, your own senses, your own emotions, your own needs, your own wants, you really want to break through into trusting yourself, having confidence, and loving yourself, go to Pensy Healing System. It's where you start with that. I can teach you more about that 
and what the codependency healing system is, as well as the three secrets that get you unstuck in healing your codependency, join my workshop, The Three Secrets to Healing Codependency Permanently. The link is in the description or on my front page at healyourcodependency.com. Take it and discover your path forward into your own freedom and well-being. Thank you, my friends, for being here. Thank you for being a part of my world. If you're listening on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Hit that uh, like button and comment below. And if you're listening by podcast, nice to see you. If you're watching on YouTube or, uh, Facebook, nice to see you. Comment below. Let me know your thoughts on today's episode. Go gently with yourselves, and I will see you in our next episode. Bye-bye, guys.